All right, good morning, everybody. It is your boy, Opti. We are back for another episode of Simply Bitcoin. Today is May 24th, 2023, and welcome to Simply Bitcoin. We are your number one source for the peaceful Bitcoin revolution. We cover breaking news, culture, and mimetic warfare. We bring on Bitcoiners from all around the world, from the biggest names to the everyday Bitcoiner. We got them all. We give you guys the signal. Uh, tell us who you want. People have been hitting us up. Who do you guys want? Let us know. Anyways, we will be your guide through the separation of money and state. It's very interesting. I know all you guys are on Twitter right now, and there's been a lot of debate lately, a lot of drama within the Bitcoin ecosystem, and I really just chalk it up to bear market things. It's been a long bear market for everyone. I think we are slowly but surely getting out of the bear market. We are out of hibernation, but one thing's becoming very clear. Outside of our echo chamber, people still don't know the difference between Bitcoin and crypto, and they lump the two together. And I think it's becoming very important for all of us to remember to continue to separate Bitcoin from crypto, whether that's explaining the good about Bitcoin or exposing the bad about what's not Bitcoin and the Bitcoin ethos. Everyone has a role. And I think our role here at Simply Bitcoin is keeping us focused on the big picture, uh, the real enemy, the central planners and the mechanism of control, which is the money printer. Don't get lost in the petty drama, guys. Don't get lost uh, in the forest for the tree or in the trees for the forest, if you will. We are in a mimetic war for the very soul of humanity. The stakes are high. The intensity is high. And this is a game for all the marbles. Do not forget this. Understand what game you are playing because we are battling the enemies of freedom and they do not take a day off and they are working overtime to stop Bitcoin adoption. But TikTok, next block, Honey Badger don't care. Bitcoin stays winning and it's just beautiful to be here with you guys every single day and just cover the peaceful Bitcoin revolution. Of course, I'm not alone. I got Rustin back today, and as you can tell in the title, he's going to get into some spicy stuff today. So, Rustin, how are you doing today? Good to have you back, bro. I think we killed it for our first day back, and uh, we still got a long week ahead of us. Oh, yeah. We got headline after headline, but again, we're, we're here about the signal. Like This is the biggest fight of humanity's for humanity's future in that fiat and tyranny versus Bitcoin and freedom that uh, battle that's going to continue to rage on. We're just in the early stages of the then they fight you stage, but we go over it all the time. Not your keys, not your coins. Best practices, self-custody is the revolution, right? So we got news out of Binance. We've kind of hit on this in the past and we're going to bring up some old receipts, but some new developments, uh, further reinforcing findings that we had uh, back with Binance and some tomfoolery going on with people's funds so we're going to make sure we cut through the bullshit and deliver you the signal right there well i'm hyped let's go dude honestly before we go on your voice i love it bro this is the energy we need this morning all right guys let's get into the numbers we got a lot to talk about the bitcoin numbers Brought to you by Noddle. At this point, you should be running your own Bitcoin node. If you don't use your own Bitcoin node, you're trusting someone else's. Run your own version of Bitcoin Core, the Lightning Network, Whirlpool, and Dojo, all from the comfort of your own home. And if you're a digital nomad, you have absolutely no excuse because now you can run a Noddle through a virtual private server. Visit noddle.eu today. 
All right, guys. Well, we are fresh off the Bitcoin conference and we are already planning to be in Nashville next week or next year. Sorry. You guys want to get to Bitcoin 2024, July 25th to 27th. I know you guys are all saying the prices are too high. Well, they're around $300. Get them today. You can always flip them, but we want to see you guys in Nashville. It's the biggest conference in the world. You want to hang out, meet Bitcoiners, meet your best friends on the internet. And hey, Maybe if you want to get a job, you might be in the right place at the right time. I got on Simply Bitcoin at 2022, and it's the best decision I had ever made to join Simply Bitcoin. My life has never been the same, and I'm just absolutely hyped to be here today to continue to spread the signal with you guys. Anyways, 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 let's get into the numbers. Actually, I think I need to refresh this one. Here we go. Of course, we're over here on Clark Moody's dashboard, and the current block height is 791,198. It's almost like Bitcoin works, all-time high in block height. That's... I think that's my favorite number by far. Actually, I say that every single day on a different number. But the Moscow time today is 3,815 sats per dollar. It looks like we are inching a little bit closer to that 4K. I guess I was wrong. Shouts out to Hot or Not because we will continue to tell you we will never see 4K sats again. Anyways, if you don't know what Moscow time, it's how many sats you can buy for your dollar. But also, guys, have you noticed uh, the bit versus sats debate is coming back around? <laughs> Uh-oh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean into that soon. <laughs> Anyways, the Bitcoin price currently is $26,215. The percentage issued of all Bitcoins ever created is at 92.29%. The market cap of Bitcoin is half a, half a trillion dollars at $508.1 billion. The realized monetary inflation taking fiat currencies to school is at 1.75. What's the US dollar right now? Last number I remembered CPI. I think it was 5%. I, I forget. It changes so much. Anyways, the Bitcoin versus gold market cap. Bitcoin is only 3.82% of the gold market cap. There's so much room to run and people still think they are late to Bitcoin. Couldn't be me. Can't relate. Anyways, the total capacity in the Lightning Network, at least in public channels, publicly visible is 5,336.64 BTC, which means the total capacity is $139.9 million in dirty fiat dollars. The reachable Bitcoin node is 17,096. The hash rate the last 90 days is at 339.2 exahashes. Absolute bonkers. And the estimated difficulty change is at negative 0.6%. And the mempool, it's still, it's still a little clogged up. Uh, you know, the fees are getting back down to normal, but... The 93 blocks to clear in the mempool and the pending fees as 15.42 BTC. So shouts out to all you guys paying the miners. The miners are getting absolutely paid right now and you just love to see it. Anyways, guys, uh, we are taking a couple clips that happened over the weekend. This one in particular was Jack Maulers on CNBC with Mackenzie Sigalos. I, hopefully I said your last name. And before I move on, a special shout out to Mackenzie. I, I, she's doing a very great job covering the Bitcoin ecosystem in the corporate press. You know, we are huge on independent journalists, but I think there's still some good journalists out there. And she is one of them. She hangs out in our spaces every once in a while. And it's truly an honor to, uh, you know, be, be working side by side by people like that anyways anyways this clip is really digging deep into the idea that we talk about here all the time and what i opened up in the intro it's separating bitcoin from crypto and we've been covering this story for a while and 
uh, Jack Mollers gets asked about the idea of choke point 2.0. And it's very interesting, his take, because he's not worried at all. And it's something we say all the time. When you hold Bitcoin, when you are on the Bitcoin standard and you don't hold these unregistered securities, it's almost like your business can slide by everything. And, and uh, you know, you just have business as usual and you can create the products that people want because you are not doing anything nefarious. And this is back to the idea of what I said in the beginning. We need to, again, I'm sorry, I hate to using we, but I think it's important for us to remember to separate Bitcoin from crypto. Most people outside of our echo chamber don't know anything about our petty dramas. They don't even know that there is a difference between Bitcoin and crypto, yet there is a very defining line here. And obviously you guys know the difference. There's Bitcoin and there is shitcoin. And it's just important to continue to beat that drum because more and more people are going to come into the space. The same questions are going to be asked. And it's just very important to let them know that there is Bitcoin and there is shitcoin and then don't forget connect this numbers segment with what we're going to talk about in the news segment and there's a very defining thread going on here there's a theme here that do not get caught up in the shitcoin casinos because hey you may not make it out of it alive anyways let's get into this video the banking crisis uh -huh. you've seen this drop in liquidity and you know there's this narrative around operation choke point 2.0 like kind of closing these rails between fiat and uh bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies and while that may not affect the way that you're transferring funds because you're operating with bitcoin and, and dollar peg stable coins as you mentioned i mean i have to imagine that like less money in the crypto ecosystem in general like not being able to onboard that is going to be a headwind yeah so we don't like unfortunately the crypto ecosystem is somehow coupled with Bitcoin. We don't see it that way. And you'd be shocked at how much of banks and the wider industry and regulators actually don't see it that way either. I'm not in the crypto industry. I'm not. But even getting money into the Bitcoin ecosystem, if you have, if you're blocking those payment on and off rails between fiat and Bitcoin. I think people are blocking them because these same businesses are also serving what are potentially securities, also potentially fraudulent, and so it's all coupled in one. But for my business, we haven't had issues of customers getting us money. Customers want Bitcoin, customers want better payments. We've had no problems. And so a lot of the crypto downfall, we've actually seen growth in accruing of value. You know, I think when the Fed raises rates this fast and liquidity dries up in the world, this isn't yeah. specific to Bitcoin, value has to reconcentrate to where it's real. Mm -hmm. And I think you're starting to see obviously where that is. The Jack Dorsey's, the Michael Saylor's, the, like my business, we're not having issues. In fact, we're having a really interesting time changing the world. But folks I won't directly name seem to be like parading around DC begging for a particular outcome. And I, I, I don't have that problem. I don't know how else to say it, but I mean, I don't think banks are particularly concerned on giving retail investors uh, access to an open public utility. like corn or soybeans or aluminum bitcoin is owned by no one operated by everyone it's an open public utility we've never had an issue telling a bank that we give retail customers access to open public utility it's when if someone were to sell uh something that's uh run and orchestrated out of a foundation or a private group is when they have a lot of questions and have a lot of concerns on giving you access to their system oof 
I think there is a lot of signal in that portion of the clip. And if you guys want to see it, it is on Twitter. It's an eight-minute clip. I think it's a great clip. But I think coming from someone like Jack Mallers, who is a part of the Bitcoin industry, you know, he's making moves. Say what you want about him. He's been getting a lot of shit lately. But in my opinion, I think he's one of the visionaries. He's the ones that is seeing the game for what it is and trying to play it for the best of not only his company's ability, but to project and project bitcoin and i mean what's he say like uh my company is unaffected this bitcoin or choke point 2.0 really is the, about the crackdown on the shitcoin casinos and it's interesting that he talks about the fact that banks are not worried about bitcoin businesses uh they're just very very concerned about getting caught up with the shitcoin casinos getting caught up by selling unregistered securities as we all know Everything but Bitcoin isn't unregistered securities. I think it's pretty cut and dry at this point, whether we have uh, SEC, CFTC saying it plain in its day. I know we've heard Gensler say this. I've said it in the past. I am so happy that I am holding Bitcoin and I am not caught up in these shitcoin bags because it's not looking good out there in the shitcoin land. And it's something I've been saying for a while that I think at this moment in time, it's becoming very clear that Bitcoin is the dominant winner in this whole game. And I think shitcoins are irrelevant at this point. I, I don't think that any shitcoin can even come close to even riding Bitcoin's coattails. They are there for a little bit. Yes, I'm, I'm not naive enough to say that this next bull run, we aren't going to see shitcoins pump because, hey, you know, Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. People always, I think, will want to get rich quick. And I think the shitcoins will not die. But there's something that Maller said that I think is very important, that value flows to where it is real. And we are seeing this happen in real time, that I think more people are waking up to the idea that Bitcoin is the safe haven asset. Of course, it is a process. They will have to get into the dollar. They'll probably get into stocks. They'll probably get into gold. Eventually, they'll get into our ecosystem. They'll maybe get caught up in the shitcoin casinos but i think eventually we know that all roads lead to bitcoin so i think kudos to all of the bitcoin content creators out there because it's becoming so much easier to bypass the shit coins we have i think some of the greatest products out there of course we still have to improve on the ui the ux and offer the world the products we want but hey man i think people like Mallers and the announcement that he made, I know there's some contention about the fact uh, Strike is essentially a lightning wallet. And But hey, the point of all this is getting Bitcoin into as many hands as possible. And Mallers is trying to get Bitcoin into 3.8 billion people. This is the game, guys. Make sure more people hold Bitcoin and making sure that you're doing this in an ethical, uh, principled way so that the Bitcoin message spreads out there because all the scammers are doing is slowing Bitcoin adoption. And I think this is why we are seeing so many crypto founders uh, parade around Washington, you know, try to lobby the regulators, uh, do all kinds of this shenanigans so that they don't get caught up in the trap. And it's becoming very, very clear to me that Bitcoin is winning. There's Bitcoin, there's shitcoin. 
And you do not want to be holding shit coins right now, guys, because uh, it might get it might get ugly out there. The Bitcoin signal is going mainstream. It's continuously in the news. It's continuously even in independent content creators. People are waking up to Bitcoin and it's just beautiful to watch. And shouts out to the builders out there that are creating the products people want and getting Bitcoin into people's hands. Anyways, Rustin, what's your thoughts on this? Man, totally shredded it. But Bitcoin, not shit coins. Bitcoin is created to totally redistribute power in a positive way back to the individual and away from the state and centralized authorities. It is almost perfect in design. The mission that those who Bitcoin that are surrounded are when you got to ethical and principled. Bitcoin currently is a savings technology, but we're going through that process of monetization. So it's like a collectible then it's it's a valuable scarce asset then we get into a medium of of exchange but during this process you you see the instinct for instant gratification for people to steer towards these shit coins and flapjack or whatever on binance um these things and you just know it's immoral right from the get go um the the whole motives behind it it's part of a high time preference society, whereas Bitcoin is redirecting that energy, redirecting virtues. They say the root uh, to all evil is money. And maybe that is true in a sense, because we can see the effects fiat have had on a global scale from unending wars to wars against poverty. Well, how's that going? War against drugs. How's that going? Um, the war for education. How is that going? Everything the state touches everything it touches becomes more expensive and the quality goes down every single time. And what Bitcoin does is it kind of reestablishes a, a, a check and balance on the system to, to reestablish free markets, liberty, and actual prosperity because people can actually save money. Not even half of America right now could cover a thousand dollar expense if it were to come up debt to gdp is 130 percent no country has ever come back from that and not defaulted so we can see where things are headed we have the answer right here in bitcoin the sound money standard for the future uh, to take us into the new age and all this energy that goes into shit coins is all distraction and at the end of the day it's a way to siphon wealth from you and your bitcoin so that these entities can then accrue Bitcoin and wealth. That's that's why self-custody is so powerful. And we're going to get into that with the news today, no doubt. Let's go. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's not much money in just telling people to buy Bitcoin. <laughs> uh, we, it's not a, flashy. Yeah. You know? There's a trade-off to all this stuff. And uh, hey, I think though in the future, having that low time preference and building something that we can be proud of that are, that are kids and our family can look back with with uh, the idea like hey we were principled we based our lives on truth and we're here to spread bitcoin into as many hands as possible and this is the goal anyways let's get into the news because rustin's got a lot to talk about today the daily news the daily news is brought to you by blockstream jade Built by Bitcoiners for Bitcoiners. It's an open source hardware wallet for the cold storage of Bitcoin. 
Check out the brand new limited edition color, the transparent green jade. Blockstream Jade houses a full color camera, allowing for fully air-gapped Bitcoin transactions, scan and display QR codes directly on the device, assign transactions, and verify addresses with ease. Use your Blockstream Jade with your favorite wallet software, such as Blockstream Green, Blue Wallet, Electrum, Sparrow. Get yourself a Blockstream Jade today and take self-custody of your Bitcoin. The price of freedom is accountability and responsibility. The current system, you basically offload the responsibility of holding your cash, holding your wealth in somebody else's hands. The difference is with Bitcoin, it's all on you, baby. And I think this presents a tremendous opportunity in the field, and I've been saying this for a while. I believe that some company is going to come along and they're going to offer some sort of insurance package. That's what I want. I don't want to be responsible for my keys. I want to say, here's my keys, you're responsible, and if something happens, then guess what? I'm coming after you, baby. Mm. I, you're going to be responsible for my wealth. That's going to be a key, and I, I'll pay 5% for that. I, I don't mind paying 5% to, to just for the peace of mind, right? Now, <laughs> we can bring up the news here, um, but, oh, Hotep, what? What happened, bud? I mean, I love Hotep, but Ben offered, you know, a one-on-one -on -one session with him. Maybe he'll get um, the lessons he needs on self-custody and these things. But, you know, I can't believe this was said and done. We've done this. It's It was called Celsius and BlockFi. Um, these things pushed by other influencers and shills. FTX, Coinbase, whatever the hell they are, they're all bullshit. They're full of unregistered securities. They're blatantly slinging unregistered securities like um, our uh, bubbles on the wire. I don't know if anyone's seen that show, but here we go. Let's get into the story here. Crypto giant. Of course, let's see a red flag right there. Crypto giant Binance commingled customer funds and company revenue. Kind of sounds like we're going through a time loop. And, and remember when they pushed these things about what was going on at FTX, they had this little leak or whatever. Usually people kind of pushing these things on other people or gaslighting. Are they tend to be doing these things themselves. And we did a big old video on this uh, three months ago, and we're going to use some of those past receipts. But the world's largest shitcoin exchange, Binance commingled customer funds with company revenue in 2020 and 2021 in breach of U.S. financial rules that require customer money to be kept separate. One of the sources, a person with direct knowledge of Binance's group finances, said the sums ran into billions of dollars and commingling happened almost daily in the accounts the exchange held at U.S. lender Silvergate. Reuters couldn't independently verify the figures or the frequency, but the news agency reviewed a bank record showing that on February 10th, Binance mixed $20 million from a corporate account with $15 million from an account that received customer money. So this is like your assets and liabilities and these things being kept separate and how a lot of these exchanges will mix all that together to make it sound like they're holding so much Bitcoin or whatever it may be. But if someone pulls it out, they actually aren't holding any if there was, was to be a run on withdrawals. But... The money flows at Binance described by Reuters indicate a lack of internal controls to ensure customer funds were clearly identifiable and segregated from company revenues. Big no-no right there, guys. But Binance, don't worry. I'm pretty sure 
CZ said, you know, your funds are Safu. Don't worry about it. The story is so weak, even though it's not that new of a story. We've been covering it for a long time. Binance, the world's largest cryptocurrency exchange by trading volume, is denying allegations made by Reuters that it commingled customer funds with its own revenue. They dismissed the report on Twitter as conspiratorial and lacking substantive evidence countering accusations sourced from a former insider. The Reuters report claimed that Binance frequently commingled billions of dollars in accounts it held at the now defunct Silvergate Bank. So, uh, not looking good for CZ and Binance. And just further information inside the Binance financial scandal. Three sources familiar with the matter told Reuters that funds were being commingled daily. And this is kind of just a repeat, but another source giving us information on that. And, you know, Opti, maybe we need to remind people Let's go ahead. So when you put your money on an exchange or when you're letting <coughs> someone at Ledger do this backdoor entry to recover your seed phrases and things like that, this ad is basically what you're doing with your coins when you keep them on an exchange. And this is a parody. So let's go ahead and hit it. In 2020, we at Ledger connected your contact details with the world in an event now referred to as the Ledger Leak. But this was but the beginning. Introducing Trust Me Bro. With Trust Me Bro, we're taking control of your private keys so you don't have to. You still get to pay for the cool, shiny stick to wear around your neck, but your private keys will be divided and stored safely in three different companies that you can 100% trust because that's what crypto is all about. Now, for a small monthly fee, We'll take good care of your fortune. This time around, we know what we're doing. This time, it's different. At Ledger, we believe in second chances and third chances. And besides, technically speaking, it isn't always has been possible to write firmware that facilitates key extraction. You have always trusted Ledger not to deploy such firmware, whether you knew it or not. Bitch. Ledger, not your keys. Not your coins. <laughs> yeah, trust me, bro. That's not going to get you very far, okay? Self-custody is the revolution. Don't be a trust me, bro. And we're going to go back into some of the past receipts involving Binance. And let's get it started right here. Binance liquidity crisis is next. So this is February 16th. Exclusive crypto giant Binance moved $400 million from U.S. partner to firm managed by CEO Zhao, which resembled the FTX US moving to the FTX International and what they were doing with Alameda. So we've got that there. I invite you guys, go ahead, go in the comments, caption this. We've got that <coughs> Jamie Dimon and CZ right there. So it looks like a match made in heaven. Match made in heaven, two scammers getting together, having cocktails suspect and then we got here magoo he he does have a phd so you can trust him uh breaking surprise we are insolvent surprise we have a gift for you we're airdropping shit coins and uh yeah just trust us your funds are safu then we got the shitcoin slayer himself Corey, and the dirty bubble who we have some tweets from here have been calling out this bullshit repeatedly from um 
FTX, what was going on at Coinbase and some other establishments, Celsius, BlockFi, you name it. If they've been shitcoining, the shitcoin slayer has just been lurking right around the corner. And we look at the percentage of reserves held in Bitcoin and ETH like that. That is a red flag. If you are a major exchange and only 15% of your reserves are in Bitcoin, you're probably not going to make it. So let's continue. If Binance and CZ, you know, maybe if they started running a soup kitchen and tried to portray themselves as very friendly, maybe they'll get off. You know, if Bernie Madoff donated to soup kitchens, would he get a pass? That is a fair question. Also from Corey in this inter. <laughs> From CZ, guys, in this industry, everything is very transparent. I, I don't know what you guys think of that, but um, that is a highly suspect statement from a highly suspect CEO. Here we go. John Reed Stark. On one occasion, Binance only had $100 million in stored collateral to support $1.7 billion in the Binance USDC peg. Perhaps this is why Binance has no outside auditor. It's difficult to reconcile a balance sheet with 1.7 billion on one side and 100 million on the other. And again, this is not new. This is from three months ago. So this, this has been known that they were on the chopping block. Binance's blockchain is more than likely pretend. Obviously, everyone in shitcoin world knows this already. Posting this article for mainstream reporters so that they can understand CZ's fraud. And we cover this in depth. Go ahead after the show if you want to see more. Uh, check out the snippet we did. It was Corey Clipston, Bitcoin does not need Binance. And you couldn't be any more honest. Binance US brazenly slinging securities to U US retail investors as the SEC sues Gemini, Genesis, blocked Coinbase, and find BlockFi for the same thing. Yeah, go ahead and get your 16% APY at the shitcoin casino. Further evidence, more receipts. Binance had secret access to a bank account belonging to its purportedly independent U.S. partner and transferring large sums and money from the account to the trading firm managed by Binance CEO, just like FTX and Alameda Research. And we saw recently that Binance was cut off. First National Bank uh, cut them off transactions going to Binance. And it's just one of many in recent history, trying to cut any ties with Binance. And I think it doesn't take much of a look to see what's going on there. Is Binance US a fake exchange as billions in customer funds were transferred directly from Binance US to the Binance exchange, just like FTX US to FTX? And I mean, we know where this story ends. I think it, it, Magoo might have had it. They, uh, they may be insolvent and it's just going to have to take a little run to prove it but so far these guys have been right time and time and time again Binance spread scams and disinformation all over the world with their shitcoin evangelism humanity will be much better off without Binance only 8 billion worth of Bitcoin on Binance 2% of the Bitcoin supply and less than one third of daily volume so again Bitcoin doesn't need Binance. Bitcoin is not affiliated with shitcoins or these shitcoin casinos. Bitcoin is the revolution. Everything else is just noise. And why not we just have GigaChad himself drop a little knowledge here. Opti, go ahead and snid GigaChad. I think a year ago, 
before Terra Luna, before all the bankruptcies. The question is what's going to happen. And then the, the plea has been give us regulatory clarity. I think we're getting clarity. And I think the clarity is Bitcoin's a crypto commodity and the regulators aren't going to interfere with it. And if you want to actually own and buy a, a crypto commodity in the form of Bitcoin, you're fine. I think the crypto exchanges are going to be reorganized. I think the cryptocurrencies in the form of stablecoin are, are, are going to be regulated, if not regulated out of existence. I think the crypto tokens and crypto securities are going to be regulated, perhaps out of existence. So you've got your clarity. Your clarity is Bitcoin. Bitcoin is, is the most secure network. It's the most secure asset. Everything else has got a black cloud hanging over it. And you're going to see a consistent flow of capital flowing from the rest of the crypto ecosystem to Bitcoin. And you're going to see a consistent flow of development effort uh, flowing from the crypto ecosystem on top of the Bitcoin ecosystem. Boom, there you go. So there's Bitcoin, there's shitcoin. Shitcoin's headed to zero. Those exchanges that Gary Gensler is cracking down on like a madman, but also because the rules on the books, if you even go by the 30s um, securities law, that does apply here because there is a middleman or a foundation or a group of founders or a pre-mine that involved these certain people that got to stake 70% uh, of the net coins to begin with. And they can change the protocol on a whim, any day, any time of the week. And you invested in them seeking a profit, which means that is a security. It, like It's so blatant and obvious. Um, but Michael Saylor gets that. And we're going to see this. Um, you see the swans. You see the strikes. You see Blockstream. Uh, what else do we have? Someone was just talking about Bitcoin-only exchanges. So you've got Bull Bitcoin. You've got Swan. Um, to get some no KYC in Canada, you can go actually no KYC at a post office with bull Bitcoin. And then the BISC network is there as well for people. Or just plug in a miner, start mining some sats in the back, get you a black box, something like that, like uh, Steve Barber was talking about at the conference. But guys, not, not your keys, not your coins. Do not leave your coins on the exchanges. The Blockstream Jade for the price point and all the features is one of the best uh, like pound for pound, dollar for dollar hardware device you can get. So make sure you're using ethical Bitcoin wallets, ethical hardware. Don't don't be a trust me, bro. All right. Be a sovereign individual. Absolutely love it. Um, rolling back a little bit uh, to the beginning. Uh, you know, trusting Reuters may be a bit iffy, but they are at least seemingly a legitimate news source. But uh, I mean, like, this is why we tell you guys to take self-custody because Binance may deny this. Um, but this is why you hold your own keys. Call these exchanges bluff. I jokingly said in the past that CZ had a very intimate relationship with the FTX debacles, and I wondered why. You know, things that make you say, hmm, I really wonder how he had such an intricate, intimate uh, understanding of what FTX was going on. But again, I know we started this with the Hotep clip that made the rounds on Twitter and I think it's a very real concern for most people. I had this conversation yesterday with with an older gentleman, and it was the same idea of like I, I tried to explain to him how he's going to have to hold his own keys. There is no one to blame. 
and I, I just knew that there is there's a very real uh, conundrum here for most people. They they rather trust someone, but this is what Bitcoin fixes. Like Bitcoin literally fixes this, guys. Like you do not need to trust anyone with your money. This is why we are in the position we are in with fiat money, and this is why Bitcoin was created in the first place. Again, I always reference the first two paragraphs of the white paper. The fiat system runs on trust. And as we talked about yesterday, the central bankers are simply PR teams. They literally are there to say, trust me, bro. Everything is fine. Keep giving us our money. We're going to, you know, <laughs> we're going to make crazy VC investments with your money. But trust us, bro. Your savings will be there. And then it blows up and we see everything we've been seeing lately. And maybe I'm just so far down the rabbit hole because self-custody just seems so easy to me. It, it seems like second nature. It seems like this is the true way to hold your money. Uh, maybe it's because I've been the guy that like put, you know, my hundred dollars under my bed, like literally. And I just, I, I just don't trust bankers. I just, I don't trust them at all. And so this was before I fully understand how the fiat system worked. And maybe this is just, you know, delayed programming from my childhood or I just like, I will not trust you, bro. I, I do not think you have my best interests. I am a human. I have a brain. I think I can handle my money better than anyone else. But again, maybe I'm so far down the rabbit hole. But I really do think that we have the solution to this, and it's you taking your Bitcoin into self-custody. We did the parody of the Ledger clip. Great job, Rustin. I, I liked how you strung this all together because it does paint a picture for people out there that you do not have to trust people. First and foremost, also, the banks are probably insolvent. Uh, third, I am pretty sure there is a lot of clarity going on in Washington about what is and what isn't a security. The laws have been in place for a long time, and it's just very interesting that all the shitcoiners are parading around like, hey, man, like we have this new digital money. We need new laws. And it's like... Uh, I think the laws are in place for a long time, and I'm pretty sure they are pretty clear. There is Bitcoin and there is shit coins, but connect this with the Mahler's clip in the beginning because you can see that the shit coiners are having a hard time because everyone knows they're selling unregistered securities. And if you're a Bitcoin only company, yes, you may not be able to make as much money as the shitcoin casinos, but you have nothing to worry about as long as you have a full reserve Bitcoin company. As long as you are not fractionally reserving your Bitcoin, then uh, you're going to stay solvent. And the name of the game is stay solvent. But absolutely love the signal. Love to see that the Bitcoin signal constantly gets spread out in the corporate press in every angle because, hey, it's our meme world and everyone else is just living in it. But before I get into the culture, uh, before I rant on you on the culture, I got to tell you about the Orange Pill app. This is your number one source for meeting Bitcoiners and finding Bitcoin-only events in your area. If there is no meetup, guys, create an event in your area or, you know, Maybe just simply link up with some Bitcoiners, grab a beer, unplug from the Fiat Matrix. Don't be the only Bitcoiner in your area because it gets lonely. I'll tell you, it gets lonely being the only Bitcoiner in your area. So you got to create a community of like-minded individuals around you. As you can see, we are going to continue to move into clown world. It's going to get crazier before it gets better. So hop on the orange pill app, find events, hang out with Bitcoiners and build your local Bitcoin social layer and your local community with orange pill app. Absolutely love them. Shouts out to Brian DeMint. He's 
literally seven feet tall. Uh, absolute legend. Absolute Chad. I think they're building a great product uh, and also appreciate everyone that send us messages on there. It really means a lot. I, I try to respond as quick as possible. There's a lot of them. So I'll get to you guys all as soon as possible. Anyways, let's get into the culture. The Daily Culture. Brought to you by SwanBitcoin.com. Swan is the best way to build your Bitcoin stack with automated Bitcoin savings plans and instant purchases, serving clients of any size from $10 to $10 million. We love Swan because they incentivize self-custody and dollar cost averaging. What are you waiting for? Visit SwanBitcoin.com today. Let's go. Also, before we get into the culture, I'm going to rant on you guys a little bit. But before we get into the culture, check out Swan IRA. It's its new offer. Bitcoin is generational wealth, and you can secure your bright orange future with the Swan IRA. Real Bitcoin, no taxes. Swan offers both traditional and Roth options the best fit your needs. Create your IRA and start adding Bitcoin in less than one minute. I know a lot of my toxic Bitcoin friends out there are like, what, bro? Like, let me just take Bitcoin into self-custody. Let me get the spot Bitcoin. I agree, but there's people out there that still want these options. Maybe they can't get all their money out of the traditional financial system. And so there is levels to this. So if you are one of those persons, get over to the swan.com or swanbitcoin.com slash IRA for the details. This is not an ETF or other derivatives. This is real Bitcoin. Come on, guys. Get on the mission. Stack them sats. Anyways, let's get into this, guys. Like I said, I'm going to rant on you guys again, a little like I did yesterday. I'm continuing on the thread that I did yesterday. Hopefully, I am illustrating this in the best way possible. But as you can see, I have a tweet here, and I put Bitcoin is chess. And what did I say yesterday? Politics is power. Money is power. And I had this epiphany over the weekend that chess is nothing but a game of power, a game personifying power. And I really do believe that Bitcoiners are playing 5D chess. What is the game of chess? It is kings and queens, knights and pawns, and they are all vying for power. And if there was a money printer aspect of this, if you connect this with Monopoly, I am sure you could see that the money printer would be backing this. The king wears a nice strong, beautiful crown. So I think it's important for us to understand that we are playing 5D chess. And I, and as I opened up in the, in the intro, the enemies of freedom have the money printer behind them. They have all the power right now, but we know that Bitcoin is the best freedom technology in the world. And slowly but surely, all roads will lead to Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the asset that is the black hole asset that all value will eventually get repriced in. So I think it's important for us Bitcoiners to keep our head above the water, keep ourselves focused from the petty dramas from looking at what the real enemy is to realize what the game that we are playing is actually happening before our eyes, because it's very, very easy to get lost in the sauce and shouts out to my boy, Brandon on Twitter, because he's got this great quote here from Jim Rohn and goes, the war is on, be on the lookout for all things that could destroy you mentally, personally, socially, economically, you got to make sure you are winning the war. And something I have realized in the Bitcoin space as a Bitcoin content creator, as a Bitcoin only company, is that what we're doing here is we're literally walking through a minefield. You know, on, on the one hand, 
it is taking Bitcoin into self-custody, doing that correctly so you do not lose your Bitcoin so that you can secure your wealth moving forward so you don't just accidentally wreck yourself and lose your private keys and you're holding to the coin. And then on the, right, on the right side, the other side, is your reputation is so important and not getting lost in the sauce and becoming a shit corner and shilling scams and speaking truth to power and being as principled as humanly possible. And this is just in the Bitcoin space let alone who the real enemy is, which is the central planners of the world, the central bankers, the politicians, and every one of them that are paid off by the money printer. It is a fine line. We are literally in a Mexican standoff right now with all of the power mechanisms. The monopoly of violence is set against us. But as a Bitcoiner, being solvent and surviving this game is the most important thing we can do. But I think understanding what power you actually has is where you start to see the game clearly. And I got some quotes here that I really think sum up the stuff we were talking about. Money is power in American politics, and it always has been. And I know we get a lot of flack a lot lately because we've been leaning into the fact of Bitcoin and politics. Well, look, Bitcoin is political because it is apolitical, because you are taking away the power of the money printer. So do not get it twisted. Money is power in American politics, and it always has been. I think we need to realize, or some of you need to wake up to the idea, the game that is actually happening. We are playing 5D chess for power, and if Bitcoiners are correct, we will be accumulating power moving forward and you will eventually be some of the institutions that you you know you may not like and what's the quote from batman to bane uh live long enough to turn into the enemy or what have you anyways i saw this tweet from hodl shouts out to american hodl good to see you in miami bro and i think this kind of sums it up and he goes, rich people talk about money. It's all they talk about. If you talk politics, they will tell you about the money behind news stories. Culture, they will talk financing. The poor think these people are stilted and greedy, which is why all conversations revolve around money. The truth is, is that money and finance is a language. It's the language of the elite. Bitcoin is a brand new language that most have yet to learn. And if you are a Bitcoiner, you already know the language of Bitcoin. You are ahead of many current day billionaires. Don't waste your advantage and this is what i really want to talk about all the time is i think we have the best advantage we do have the best money therefore you have the power to change not only your life but your family's life and if every individual does what's best for them bitcoiners will become the 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 stewards of wealth and power moving forward and everything in life is a power game. Whether you agree with that or not, whether you've opted out of that or not, everything is a power game. And I think it's important to at least, at the very least, acknowledge it. Whether you want to play or not, that is up to you. But people are playing the game. And what, what do I say all the time now? You may not be interested in politics, but politics is interested in you. You may not be interested in power, but power is definitely interested in you. So just be aware of what's going on. And I really like this tweet from CK. Of course, he's talking about a lot of the petty drama on Twitter. But he goes, as someone who has been on the receiving ends of tons of criticism from Bitcoiners, I can firmly tell you that this culture is why Bitcoin is different. The Bitcoin culture. Bitcoiners, no matter their flaws, are the only culture that's fighting for honesty and reality. Everyone else is fake. Bitcoin is a big picture idea that changes everything. Navigating this new paradigm gracefully is incredibly difficult. 
returning back to the fiat culture because it's easier, more palatable, or more comfortable is not the way. Yes, the different Bitcoin cultures might sting sometimes, but we are leaving fiat culture, which is truly toxic. As I said in the beginning, there's minefields everywhere, and I fundamentally believe that Bitcoiners are shaping the culture. Yes, this is a multi-decade project. We have to, or I, again, I hate using we, but realize where humans are at the moment and then understand where you think the game is going because you can't you can't play the game if you are acting on what humans ought to be act where we are now and slowly but surely move the Overton window so that people can conversate about the things we we're talking about. As we've been seeing in this first part of 2023, the Bitcoin signal is spreading everywhere. We are slowly moving the Overton window and it is because Bitcoin is sucking up all the value, which means eventually we are sucking up all of the power. And another great quote that I found, money is power and rare are the heads that can withstand the possession of great power. As the saying goes in the past, what's the saying? You know, power corrupts, but absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. And I think it's important to, as Matt O'Dell always says, is stay humble and stack sets. I am doing my best to get myself mentally, physically, financially, spiritually in the best place possible because I understand the power that we are yielding as Bitcoiners. And when we accomplish what we want to accomplish, I think it's important for us to be the stewards of a new culture of humanity. Yes, it's not happening overnight, but... You are playing 5D chess right now, and it's important that you do not give the enemy low-hanging fruit. Do not tell the enemy where you're going. We know where we're going, and I think they know where we're going as well. But there's still the onlooker that doesn't know what is going on. And I started this with the idea of Bitcoin is chess. And I always remember of what Jack Mahler says, the pawn to E4. Well, I'm not the biggest chess player. I play 5D chess, not 3D chess. So it's a little different, but I did a little research this morning and I found this on chesspathways.com and it's called King's Pawn Opening. The King's Pawn Opening beginning with the first move a pawn to E4 is one of White's most popular and aggressive options to begin a chess game. While White immediately takes control of the center and open lines of development for his pieces, it's clear that pawn to E4 is very much in line with opening principles. The King's Pawn Opening has been the favorite move of many top-tier chess players and world champion Bobby Fischer even called it Best by test. Pawn to motherfucking E4, guys. This is the game we are playing. It is for all the marbles, and I think it's important for every single one of us to look in the mirror, audit ourselves, become the best version you can be because we are playing for all the marbles. And I know a lot of other Bitcoiners had said this, but I really like this visual that my boy Mike Hobart put out, and it's be the warrior in a garden, not the gardener in a war. Whether you like it or not, we are in an information war. We are in a monetary war. And I think it's important for all of us to remember why we do what we do and how we do what we do because the enemies of freedom are not going to stop because of petty infighting. As the saying goes, you know, divide and conquer. Focus on the big picture. The central planners with the money printer are the real enemies, and it's important to just stay focused on the game. Don't get lost in the sauce. Don't get caught up in the landmines on each side of the path. The way to destruction is wide, but the path to salvation is narrow. Stack that, stay humble, take Bitcoin into self-custody. This is the way. Man, that was beautiful, Opti. All the best practices. 
very based. And I love what you got into um, money being this language of value and how we communicate. But if that language is corrupted, it trickles out into society and the way people act and the way they value certain things. And then what is virtuous and what tends to have meaning. And we get lost in the sauce. But when you have a measuring stick that can't be altered, it's easier to price things. It's easier to communicate across borders. It's easier to communicate values and, and likenesses within your society. But I think we've been so used to the propaganda, so used to the mainstream media who's funded 70% by pharma companies that we already know their narratives. We know where they're going to be steering things. And, you know, truth is treason in the empire of lies. I think we've heard that before. And that is why it is fought against so, like, vehemently. Uh, Bitcoin is undeniable, verifiable, indestructible truth that's been here since 2009, TikTok next block. All these other things are just distractions. And all they are at the end of the day is a continuance of the fiat system. So whether you're, you're slinging unregistered securities or stable coins, all of these things are just a continuance of the fiat system. And recent news, even the biggest, uh, probably the biggest stable coin tether, right? They're now putting their 20% profits into Bitcoin. So they're kind of creating a backstop for them as fiat dies into uh, something like that. But we already know how dollar pegged stable coins or sats based uh, work. The algorithms don't always work out. Uh, Bitcoin is the stable coin. It's constantly deflationary, meaning your value, your time and energy that you've spent putting in your work isn't stolen from you like it is today at a near clip of 50%. So even though your tax rate may be 20 to 30%, well, you got to add in the other things and you got to add in the roughly 15 to 20% if we go by the 1980s metric of CPI we were experiencing for months connected and the compounding effect of inflation, 4.8%, 5%, 15%. It's all unacceptable and it's all part of a centrally planned system. They want to fix poverty, they create more of it. They want to create a war on drugs, they now have created the black market and the how, how would we say that? The incentive to profit in that structure leading to violence and the current fentanyl epidemic that so many are facing. Uh, recently, someone in town here got something laced. Boom. And that's what fiat is. It's cleverly packaged poison. And you see it everywhere, where, whether advertising, the news shows, whatever pharma clip comes up cleverly packaged poison is everywhere and when you're dealing with with rats and and people trying to poison you well nothing better than bitcoin a little rat poison to have on hand so make sure you're taking self-custody and don't be a cook be don't be a cook be sovereign stack sets baby fiat is cleverly packaged poison that's that's beautiful anyways before i go on guys i want to tell you guys about the bit plates you definitely to get one wait hold on hold on you hear that? 
You hear how solid that is? Get yourself one on BitPlates.com. Easy to use, hard to destroy. The BitPlates Domino is designed to preserve Bitcoin wallet backup seed words and passphrases made from highly corrosion-resistant 316L marine-grade stainless steel and offering the ultimate protection against extremes of temperatures. Get 10% off all BitPlates products using the code SIMPLY. But let's get into your favorite portion of the show because this is all you come for is for the memes. Let's get into it. The Daily Meme Review. Brought to you by Kaboomracks. I get this question all the time. Nico, where should I buy Bitcoin miners? The answer is Kaboomracks. It's the best place to buy Bitcoin miners. That's where you're going to find the best deals and the best prices. Start your mining utopia today. To check out their racks, you got to go to t.me slash Kaboomracks. Join their Telegram group and start your mining journey today. Kaboomracks. Kaboomracks. Shouts out to the boys at Kaboom Rags. Anyways, this is the meme review. As you guys can hopefully tell by now, we are in an information war. Tweets are the bullets. Memes are the artillery. The only thing we have to battle against the trillion dollar PSYOP campaign against the truth is for us to put our hat in the arena, spread the truth, get the calls of action, ridicule the corporate press because memes do have power. I don't know if you noticed, but a lot of people don't have, uh, you know, a lot of brain uh, bandwidth to read all of the stuff we read. So you put it in bite size, call it a meme, spread the signal, and people will wake up to why we Bitcoin. And also, there is a very real, real skill of keeping the troops' morales up by spreading some humor. Anyways, drop your meme review score after we cover ours in the chat and we will cover them live. Anyways, this first meme is by our friend, the BTC therapist, and he goes, the debt ceiling is a charade. Politicians are distracting you. Hashtag Bitcoin fixes the money. And here we have the U.S. debt has risen regardless of administration. And we have a chart from 1980 to 2020 or to today. And it was before the debt was a trillion dollars. And now we are at 31.7 trillion dollars and as you can see it is colored blue and red and uh for those audio listeners it is basically blue and red it doesn't matter who is in office they are still raising the debt ceiling because hey as one of my friends said uh congress or the debt ceiling is congress's credit card and you think they're gonna stop raising the floor or the ceiling on their credit card no they want to spend 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 this is how they steal from you and this is why we are in the position we are in shouts out to the bitcoin therapist anyways i'm, I'm leaning in heavy on this theme today uh, even though Wall Street Silver is not a Bitcoiner and he refuses to point out the solutions and only talks about the problems, I really do like this meme here. And he goes, are you ready for them to kick the can down the road? Trillions more in debt, spending us into oblivion. Get ready for the money printer to turn back on. And as we covered yesterday, Janet Yellen is making the rounds and she is very concerned about the U.S. going to debt in June 1st. So what's that? Uh, I don't know. A couple days from now, you know, they are going to raise the debt ceiling. Anyways. We got a politician here, or actually we got the donkey and the elephant, the signs of the Democrats and the Republicans, and they are both shoulder, arm in arm, shoulder to shoulder, kicking the national debt can down the road. And here we are, 
the little average Bitcoiner or average person, average citizen of the world about to get pummeled by the national debt because they will continue to raise the debt ceiling and spend and spend and spend. Next, Lena Cisha, shouts out to you. Great meeting you in person at the Swan Party. And she goes in the tweet, little regulator. And we got a little regulator and it's got its government briefcase and it's got dollars completely just overflowing out of the duffel case. And it goes, I create a budget and then I ignore the budget and then I'm broke. And so I print money. This is the cycle. Lena absolutely killed it. It's as simple as this. And this is the power of the memes. Keynesian economics is complicated on purpose. Yet, look at the memes. Look at the brilliance of explaining it in one picture. This is the power of memetic war. Distill the information so everyone can get the understanding that you have about Bitcoin. Anyways, again, this next one, we're, we're going to continue to beat the drum about the debt ceiling and the Fed. So we got Vivek for real underscore and he goes, true Bitcoin story. And we got the classic fighting in the restaurant. We got the Fed should pivot fighting. The Fed should raise rates. And someone's in the middle trying to break it up. We'll call that the normie. And then we got the Bitcoiner over here with his headphones on, looking at his phone, eating his food. And it just goes, me buying BTC and thinking the Fed shouldn't exist at all. Absolute bars. Okay, this next one. Uh, on the one hand, I feel slightly attacked. On the other hand, I completely agree. We got this meme by AJ Nobody, a.k.a. at Orion underscore cause on Twitter. And he goes, since we're getting into election mode again, time to dust this meme off. And we got the girl uh, whispering in the guy's ear and it goes, politician, Bitcoin. And then everyone with their hairs raising, you're dumbass <laughs> getting excited. Oh, I absolutely love it. Okay. This next meme is by at other Barry BTC. And it's the classic, classic Drake meme that we use all the time. And it's got the Drake doing no to Udi in the wizard costume and Udi going, God damn it. Being your main character is so tiresome. And then we got Drake doing the yes to Gigi in the green man suit, looking like a super sophisticated invisible man. And he goes, you'll have to provide something real, be someone real and suffer the real consequences in case of failure. Absolute bars. And on the last note, just to tie everything up and something we talked about today and we continuously talk about. Shouts out to Sailor. Shouts out to Billionaires memeing on Twitter with us. And he goes, hashtag Bitcoin is culture. And we got this oil painting. It's AI oil painting of Bitcoin. And I think it's a sunflower, but it, maybe it could be the sun. Uh, but Bitcoin is culture. Bitcoin is the social consensus of a better money, of a better future. And this is why we show up every single day. This is why we do what we do. And it's just it's just beautiful to be a part of it, guys. And and shouts out to every single one of you guys that supports us, but also shouts out to every single one of you guys that is taking Bitcoin into self-custody, calling bluff on the fiat system. This is the way. Anyways, drop your meme review score in the is it that way? No, in the chat. And we will review them live. Anyways, my score today is the Bitcoin mag. Gatekeeper issue with Julian Assange. Shouts oh, out yeah. to Joe Rogers and Mark Goodwin for designing such a beautiful magazine, a freedom magazine. They even got Julian Assange's Joker card on the back. Get yourself one, guys. I I think these might become uh, collector's issues moving forward because they are beautiful, and it's about spreading freedom. It's a freedom mag. 
Uh, so shouts out to my friends over there working, designing the magazine because it's absolutely beautiful. And I'm just, you know, honored that you guys give me one every once in a while. <laughs> Anyways, Rustin, what is your score today? Oh, the man, the myth, the legend, Julian Assange. Well, what I have today is a copy of The Silence of the Lambs by Thomas Harris. Because if you leave your coins on a shitcoin exchange like Binance or Coinbase, you might as well be in Buffalo Bill's basement. So take self-custody. Don't trust the cucks. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> All right, guys, drop your meme review score in the chat so we can cover them live. But before we do that, shouts out to representltd.com. Go to get some merch. You can see Rustin's got the snapback. There is still some snapbacks on the website. I'm wearing the Simply Bitcoin dropping bomb shirt. Use the promo code simply-bitcoin and you can get yourself a discoin discount. <laughs> and you can scan the QR right here. I'm almost positive. I haven't checked the site in the last week, but I'm positive you can get the hat that Rustin has on right now. If you scan the QR code on the screen, it'll take you to the website and you can support the boys over there because it's all about supporting Bitcoiners, creating the Bitcoin circular economy. And uh, I'm pretty sure they're going to make some more Bitcoin, simply Bitcoin themed merch. But in the meantime, yeah. go check out all the other stuff they got over there. Okay. <laughs> Steve just put Buffalo Bill for president. <laughs> I, I was going to say the same thing. I was, the, it puts the lotion on the skin, right? Sheesh. Okay. Well, oh, hold on. I forgot the music again, guys. So much going on. It, it's it's a lot more to get this show going than you guys would, would, uh, would think. Anyways, so maybe, maybe, no, we'll just go into it. Okay. First one. Shouts out to my boy, uh, pay producer Jacob Sats for his 10 seconds wasted. And he goes, score a parasite called Ledger dying in a free and open market. Absolute bars. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> this next one is by Bushmaster. And it goes, score in shape, no seed oil, green GG looking good, and Udi. Obviously, out of shape, JPEG. <laughs> okay. Racked. Racked. Uh, actually, there's one up here. Let me see if I can find it while I wait for a couple more to get in. <laughs> Hold Steve's on. going savage. Look alive. Let's go. Uh, I saw that, <laughs> that Elaine. Elaine dropped one up here. Let me try to find it. She had to leave early. Here we go. Got to go. But I trust Opti. So here's my score. 100 for memes incoming. See you guys tomorrow. Thank you, Elaine. We'll see you tomorrow. Uh, oh, my goodness. I don't think I can I can say this one. But shout out cool. to Andres. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know. We're going to go with that one today. We're going <laughs> to. Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. We got one more. We got one more. Okay. Shouts out to Downtown Music. And he goes, I give it a five orange pill rating. Let's go. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. Well. I uh, really appreciate everyone that hangs out with us. I know the show's a little different with Rustin and I, but we are going to continue to give you guys the signal. Yeah. We got two more shows for the week. Nika will be back next week. Rustin, appreciate you. And we will be back tomorrow on Spaces. So <laughs> they say Andres wins today. <laughs> Love it. All right, Rustin. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow, bro. Peace. Shouts out to you. Good to have you. We'll, we'll hit you in the DM so we can go back and forth and get you guys all the sauce tomorrow. All right, guys. You already know the deal. 
We are in audio-only form on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Fountain. Thank you, everyone that streams us sets, that gives us comments, that shows us love, that clips the show on Fountain. We are a part of the Fountain for uh, Fountain for Fountain Value for Value economy. It means the world to us that you guys still hang out with us, that you guys have made us a part of your life. Because we're just talking into a computer here, guys. And uh, the fact that you guys find value means the world to us. So love you guys. We will be back tomorrow, same time as always, 12.15 p.m. on East, uh, 12 p.m. 12.15 p.m. Eastern time on YouTube, 12.10 p.m. on Twitter spaces. And on that note, it's your boy Opti. Hit us in the chat if you think we are being overly bullish, overly bearish. We want to hear your feedback. I know we don't get back to every comment on YouTube because we get blown up. There's a lot of bots. It's hard to cipher through everything. But we appreciate all the support. And don't just spread us. It's about spreading all this, the Bitcoin signal. And then, of course, also, hey, come hang out with us in our Telegram group. Give me memes in the Telegram group, t.me slash simplybitcointv. Also, go check us out on simplybitcoin.news. Oh, oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Uh, Yeah, wait, this isn't what I want to say, but you can subscribe to our simplybitcoin.news. All of our writings will be free, but if you like what we are doing, of course, all you have to do is like and share the show. But if you want to help us out, you can hit us up on simplybitcoin.news. Uh, subscribe there. Help out our writers uh, so we can continue to get you guys a signal. But also, also, this is what I wanted to say. Simplybitcoin.com is live. Go check out simplybitcoin.com. We haven't fully flushed out the website, but we are no longer simplybitcoin.tv. I think we're trying to get simplybitcoin.tv to redirect to the YouTube, but simplybitcoin.news is live right now. Shouts out to Winekiss for revamping the website and moving the domain over. We're moving on up, guys. We're, we're trying to make this as official as possible, so we appreciate all the support. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a good rest of your day. And your boy is out. Peace out.